0: Remix Hell yes AC The Visualizer Time by window, watch out the maverick. On and on, only go out on drop top, hoops and gas, straight shots of scotch. Formerly enough plots to escape from cell flat, hot. Making it hard to figure who's out to trap me. But that got all kinds of undercovers that's coming at me. Perhaps yes, people. Oh, my days. It felt only right, right? A new AZ album dropping today and. Stow and die too, so had to come in to um, one of my favorite joints. Woo! But as we do, people, we will start this week's Echo Chamber with a look at the UK box office top 10 for the weekend of the 3rd to the 5th of September. So, at number 10, it is um, Nick Newman's Rise of the Foot Soldier Origins. Yeah, this is I remember when the first one came out. I forget I think I was on Prime and I saw there was a third film. And I was like, yo, how are they doing more of these? And now <laughs> now I see there's another one. Which I imagine seems like it's probably a prequel. Alright. So at number nine, we've got um people just do nothing the film of the tv series and this is directed by jack Cloth all right so at number 8 king james and some animated characters Doing their thing boy, boy. That's right It's Space Jam A New Legacy So this was From uh, Malcolm D Lee Yeah With a whole host of Humans and Animated peoples You know what I mean? Don Cheadle is in it Um Yeah a load of different people man A load of different like Famous Famous ass people Not gonna see it Haven't Yeah But you know It's half term so I get it Right um, So that means we are at number 7 And uh, yeah It's the cruds a new age So this is from uh, Joel Crawford Yeah, man. Boom, boom. There you go. So that goes to number six. It's the James Gunn banger, right? The James Gunn banger. And um, I, I feel you know from all the sounds of it, it's the DC film everyone was waiting for. That's right, people. I am talking about. The Suicide Squad I do wanna see this I'm gonna try and get to the cinema to check it out You know what I mean? But people, that means we are hitting the top five. Yes, 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 yes. And in at number five, it's uh, Yom Colette Sarah's Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I think this is the second. Um, yeah, I think it's a second because we had uh, Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy a few years back, right? But yeah, this is a um, a film based on a Disney ride. I mean, yeah, it's an odd one, but it's there. You're yeah? in starring uh, Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. So boom, boom, boom. There you go. Um, at number four is, is half term, so yeah, it's poor patrol the movie <laughs> from Carl Bunker. All right, so at number three, you only say this once, and definitely not into a mirror. It is um, Nia DaCosta's Candyman remake. I want to see it, but. I, I don't think I can <laughs> I don't think I can So uh, yeah we're going to leave that one there people I ain't afraid to admit it You know what I mean At number two We we talked about it in our catch up episode It is a Free guy from Sean Levy, which means at number one, and I believe from all accounts it killed it on its opening weekend. Yes, 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 yes. It's Destin Daniel Creighton's Shang Chi, the legend of the Ten Rings. Hey, the new Marvel banger, people. I'm seeing it at the weekend, so we will bring you the faults next Thursday. But people, that's yeah, that's it. That's our top ten. Um, yeah, I haven't been able to um sift through all the emails yet for the you know what I mean. Some of the advertisements and whatnot, so we're gonna go straight into this week's films. Sit back, buckle up, people. Let's go. Okay, so I would say I'm a pretty open minded person, you know what I mean. Like, there's things you don't know, but, you know what I mean? It, it, it's like, the world and universe is so big, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. So, you know, although, there are th- even things that you'd be like, I oh, don't know about that. I, you know, there's still a possibility. Now, the shit where I go, no, is like, flat earth. You know what I mean? There's certain things where you would be like, "You shut the fuck up," or dinosaurs don't never exist. Like there's certain things that are dumb, but if someone's talking about stuff like Bigfoot, Nessie, you know what I mean, Skinwalkers, you know I be mean? like, "Well, you know what I mean." Well, and I I I also think with things like Bigfoot, it it's like. That could definitely well have been something Right, even if you say it's not around now Right, it's definitely something that could have been When you look at just, you know, just the the, the size of, you know, prehistoric animals and things like that Right, we know bears used to be bigger Pigs, boars, just all of that So, all of that is there then you get onto the paranormal And I've definitely been to places Where the temperature has shifted Right Or Weird things have gone down But you don't know why So there's always that open mind Always that open mind And You know I, I, I'm I, <laughs> I, Listen we talk about horror a lot But yeah, I, I, I'm i not the hugest horror person So the stuff I watch I'm very selective You know what I mean? And I'm only watching it at a certain time of the day Which limits how much you can watch But when I heard, right, this new movie, Parapod um, When I heard that it's... Uh, you know, it's based on a podcast And yeah, I I I just thought that Okay, there's a possibility of A, this just being some comedy thing You know, and we there was a few Earlier in the year You know, we, we covered Which were, you know, along those lines so I was like, alright, you know what I'll give that a go It's a British indie thing So again, you want to try and support Put the word out So, yeah, I gave um, Parapod, a very British ghost hunt, a check. And, uh, yeah, I mean, (laughs) so, it's uh, directed by Ian Boldsworth, produced by Bill Bungie, um, and it's starring... Boldsworth and Barry Dodds Who are the stars, hosts, whatever Of the actual Parapod podcast Which is, it does feel a bit redundant Like Parapod pod, Like the pod is podcast So you should just be the Parapod Right, you shouldn't have to call it the Parapod Podcast Now I did look, it is an actual thing Because sometimes you, you know, these things are made up just for the context of a movie But no, it was a podcast, right It started, um, boy, it started a little time back, you know what I mean In um, 2016 I believe 2016 20, yeah 2016 it started um, and I, I i i it was just these two right arguing about if ghosts you know but if ghosts exist right so Ian is the skeptic barry is the believer and yeah, that's all well and good, right, I think the the film, I do believe the film will speak probably a lot more to um people that were fans of the podcast, you know what I mean, if you're fans of the podcast, I think you, you will probably very much enjoy it. Right, so we we have it start because it starts off with one of those things of like, um, the events you see are real. Right, so oftentimes when you see that in a film, it just means it's bullshit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a lie, it's a stupid statement people want to put up there, thinking it adds validity to the product when it does not. Right? But uh that's how it starts, right? Then we get um like nighttime footage of some kind of tunnels and we can hear hear Barry and Ian and we're like, Oh, what's going on? What was that? I know, go down the stairs, go down there. So we see all of this, this mu this creepy music. like I think what takes away from this Moment, this intro Are the credits, right The opening credits Because I'm just like I would have Had that sequence You know what I mean And then you have the credits After that, but you don't Want to take away from this Because essentially Showing us that And having credits play over the top You you just are Like, well nothing bad happens, right, it it just lets you know that this is just some safe ass footage, it's not crazy, it's not, because if it was, if something impactful was about to go down, there would be no credits, you wouldn't be taking away from the moment, right, so I just thought, ah, that's not, that's not the best start, that's not the best start, so we have this footage, then we jump to Ian and Barry in the studio right and that i i hated because we'd often cut to them in the studio talking about the footage that we are watching and i I hated that footage, right just because you've got this dark it's a dark studio. Right, and and it's really, hey guys, we're recording a podcast in a radio studio, you know, because the soundboard is there, and just, a, but it's just them sitting at a very small table, and we've got these close-up shots of them, you know, we're real zooming into them, and they're talking, going back and forth, and all of this, right, it's not the best footage, Right? I kind of feel that could have been shot a whole lot better, but the big issue for me with the this these sequences and especially at the very beginning as you start, it's it's very argumentative between the two of them and it, you kind of feel it feels like this is the first time they've met. Right, it doesn't feel like two people that have been working together for a number of years. Right? It was very weird. And just how they were talking about things, it it it's like they're just having these conversations now. Right? You you kind of be like if they're old conversations and we know what those are like, right? When you've you know listen to a number of podcasts, or even watching shows, right like um, the David Letterman Show or something like that, when they have repeat guests on, I just remember the Conan O'Brien show, I believe it was a Conan O'Brien, and um, Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd would always come on and he would always play that footage from Mac and Me. Right, and it was just this ongoing joke, it was hilarious And the thing about it was, right, even though it's a new appearance And they're talking about a new film, a new project, something, something It always, it felt like they were picking up from, you know, the time before They're friends, they're talking, you know what I mean, there's that vibe to it We don't get that vibe between Ian and Barry Right, which is just insane You'd be like What? You know what I mean? That 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 was odd, it threw me I'm just like Why is this feeling So uncomfortable? You know, it just Feels like they Hate each other, they may very well Hate each other, because Um, yeah They're kind of dicks Neither <laughs> so are very Likeable they are very likeable But they set out this thing They set out this thing that, you know, Barry, he wants to get Ian to believe So he's going to take him on his tour and do all of this Which is fine, it's a decent setup, for a thing But, I don't, like it all felt mad unprofessional Right, there, there's a podcast I listen to, The Thing Is Ding. Right, Sharon Lee Hires and uh, Maddie Chester Skulls, and uh, you know, they talk about a number of things, but they you know, there is a paranormal element to it. It's definitely worth a listen. It's on Gas Digital, but you can watch it free on YouTube, people. Go check it out. Um, And they talk about going ghost hunting they haven't done it yet but they talk about you know the idea of doing it and they've had people on like shane smith and a few others who have done it right and my thing with that is there's equipment that everyone you seems to use right there's stuff that Ghost hunters all seem to know Be like, yeah, you need to do this And blah blah, blah 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 Ian and Barry You get none of that None of that Right, for for someone that's supposedly So much into it So deep into the shit Like Barry's uh, uh, I've got this thing and yeah It's supposed to and Ian be like, how's it work? Oh well, uh, and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Like you would know. And I'm saying, I'm not expecting th- them to come with, well, basically the ions on this react with No, we don't need that, but you'd know the basic, be like, okay, so if it picks up you know, a, a rise in temperature Then these gauges will go off Or just something But he couldn't even tell us that shit So it's all very bizarre All very bizarre Right And throughout We've got Ian Acting like a fool Right Acting like a fool Just discrediting everything And Listen, right, supposedly the podcast is a comedy paranormal podcast, which is fine, it's fine, right, but I'm like, it can't just be complete farces, a complete farce, right. Now, if, right, Barry's like, oh, let's try this, it doesn't work, then you mock that fine. But messing up the the setup, right? So you're you're basically discrediting everything. So there can't even be any real data from this thing. Right? So it just all was a little bit farcical. All just a little bit farcical, right? There didn't really seem to be any rhyme or reason. To what was going down I don't know, that's what it seemed like to me I could be wrong You know what I mean? I could be wrong Maybe I am I don't know Right? So Yeah <laughs> Ah dear idea oh, dear people Dear oh dear It's like uh, What do you want from this I think this is the big thing It's kind of like What are you trying to Tell us You know what I mean Like what is the gist Of all of it Because if there is a good you know set up it, it, if the whole kind of you know the the thing is and the, the, you know they want to give us this thing this stuff great, awesome but i I don't know because it all felt a little bit messed up you know it all felt a little bit just slapdash. Which is definitely a shame It's definitely a shame Because I was hoping for I was hoping for something a bit more You know And I didn't laugh Right For me there wasn't anything Funny about it It was just a little Not even a little It was just mad infantile And hey As I said listen I'm not a fan <laughs> because you know, what I did think it did feel, um, it did feel a bit like a you know an attempt to kind of capture that uh, frost and um, god damn it, I can't remember the fucking names. You know what I mean? The dude that did sp- spaced. Those two motherfuckers And they did the the Was it the Cornetto films As they are Referred to Um Jesus uh, Oh lord I can't think of uh, Their names man But those two It, it felt like it was They are trying to get that chemistry Right so if that's the case If you like those two I think you would like this, you know, and again, if you enjoyed the podcast, then yeah, definitely you would like this, I mean, what, because I realised I didn't read the synopsis, right, so basically what it is though, right, the Parapod movie is a UK comedy documentary in which the hosts of the popular Parapod podcast One a believer The other a skeptic Take their show on the road Where they continue their arguments About the existence of paranormal phenomena But um Yeah It's all just a little bit It all just felt a little bit flat All felt a little bit flat Right And even the end even the end where you're thinking, oh, are they taking us to this point? They do not. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't. And and so it's just like then what what's the because like it's set up like, oh, is this you know, and then we get this and like, but it's it it's not good acting. <laughs> it's not good acting. Right? Neither are good actors Right, and I, I didn't, I couldn't really notice any, um, like, true fear or so. it was just someone who's mad chumpy, someone else who was messing around, but yeah, I, I, I as a kid, I, I lived near this girl, and her and her family loved, loved like Derek Acora, and um, he had a show. I forget what the, f- I think it was just like maybe the Derek Acora show. Um, I feel there was a girl on it called vet Fielding, I think that's her name. She's irritating, she used to be a host on Blue Peter. I feel that's, I feel that was the gist, right? They had this goat, and the, 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 these people's. His family, they love this show, right? And I think if you are fans of that, right? If you like those ghost hunting shows, this may speak to you. If you enjoyed their podcast, this may speak to you, right? If you like the two dudes, I, oh, Peg and Frost, Nick Pegg, no Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. That's it. Yes. If you enjoy their stuff, then I think this may speak to you. Right? It is currently doing the rounds at select cinemas around the country as well. So not you know what I mean, not just catering for them London peoples, right? It is is all through the Lond- all through the country. So um the the link is on the website so go to yeah hit that to um and you'll be able to find out where it, if it's showing at a spot near you and then it will hit digital so on all your favorite VODs from the 27th of September okay and there is a pre-order link to iTunes in the episode info as well So people The Parapod Um A very British ghost hunt Yeah There you go it is, It's out now Right And it, it, Just because I didn't like it If you love ghosts If you love the pod If you like Cornetto Then uh <laughs> I mean this may be for you all right but there you go parapod the movie something that is always enjoyable with a film is a good misdirect and uh you know like i think sometimes Sometimes there's films and it's just it's a little bit too you know I mean, obvious. Right? Like I think the one of the big twists in the Tomorrow War, you know, the Christopher Platt film on Christopher. No, it's just Chris Platt. Is it Chris Platt? It's not Dave. No, I think it's Chris. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna say Chris Pratt. The Chris Pratt film on Amazon you know, hit Amazon a few months back. Right, there was a, a one of the things, it was you you saw it coming, right? You knew that was gonna be the revelation about the woman and the, you know what I mean? But when it's done in a way where you are completely just like, yo, that's why I laugh, man. And uh, yeah, I just watched Ruth Platt's new film, right? So, um, she wrote and directed it, I believe it is her third feature. Um, and yeah, it's called Martyrs Lane. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, uh, it is produced by Christine Alderson, Katie Hodgkin. Um with Ian Sharp, Norman Mary, Rebecca, Joran Sharp, Peter Hampden and Emma Dutton as executive producers. Music is from Annie or let's say Anne Muller. Our cinematography is Mark Gory. Um, Editing is Chris Barwell, casting is Jesse Frost, Uh, production design is Ginny Goodwin, Um, art direction is Mae Davis and Jack Hawthorne, costumes, uh, Louisa Thomas, makeup, Ruby Lansdale and Saffron Powell. Yeah, and our cast Well Um Hmm Let's see Uh Well yeah I, I, I think, you know We've got a couple of our main characters Lee is Kira Thompson And Ray Let's um, say Um D Apparition is Serena Sawyer um, Lee Has a sister Called Bex played by Hannah Ray um, Her parents Are Sarah Played by Denise Goff And Thomas played by Stephen Cree uh, We've got Lillian Who's played by Anastasia Heal um yeah, I think they're kind of our main our main ones mm, yeah fuck it they're um they're our main crew up in the piece and um okay so what is this about you may ask well Lee Ten lives in a large run-down vicarage with her parents and hostile older sister. She can't quite work out why her mother seems distant and is fascinated by the locket she wears around her neck at night. The vicarage seems to come alive with sounds one morning. Lee spots the locket left. On the bathroom shelf She opens it And steals What she finds inside Sparking a chain Of events That will turn the sounds That she hears at night Into something much more frightening Yeah Now it, it So it's an interesting one Right because I think what we are Given Is definitely a snapshot in time Right, because when you think about it You know, so she Like, the way her mum has been acting Right, and this fascination with the Locket Now, at least ten So, obviously This isn't an, an, Like, this is Something that she's either Always experienced Or an event led to her noticing these things you know what I mean because it's not like oh all of a sudden that would just happen but like nothing really matters yeah you know I mean these little points you don't really think about when you're watching the film it is it's very unsettling right it is I wouldn't say it's your traditional Ghost story or your traditional horror. This is a story that deals with and looks at like loss, you know, trauma, mental health, like just I think the coping mechanisms people put in place to deal with tragedy. You know, that, that's all something that seems to be seeped into, you know, the fabric of this tale Right, and you definitely, man, it just, it just, like, it starts off in this creepy way Like we see this road at night You know what I mean, there's this barely lit road Then we get a, a, a girl riding a bike Then we're in a house with a girl, you know, sleeping, she wakes up, and we see her kind of walk through the house, and then reach for this locket, and then it's like, (gasps) you know, she's woken up from this nightmare, and it's just like, yeah, what the fuck was that, what the fuck was that, right, and then we, you know, from there, we're in church Right, and so then you realise Oh, they're this religious I mean, you see this weird little altar In the girl's bedroom Which you just be like, yo, that's just creepy in itself, man But, uh, you know, from that you kind of see Oh, they're religious Right, and So there's all a manner of different things That run through your mind of, Oh, where's this story going? You know what I mean? There's, it, 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 you see, um, she's given a cake And her mum's all a bit like, uh, you know, erratic about it So you think, oh, what, the, like, is the mum, like, a, a murderer? Like, is she gonna beat the kids? Is, is she a deep, like, is it some demon shit? Like, yo, what's happening? Like, the, there's tension between her and her sister When I be honest with you, she's a bit of a brat, so you kind of get it, right? Yeah, but, but you know, you see it's just that sibling bullshit, right? But we're seeing all these different things, you're thinking, okay, where's this film, where's it going? Like, you know, what what is going to be the big thing here? Because, they, you know, it's ramping up. And we're kind of getting some looks in a lot of different ways. Right? You, you think, oh, is it, you know, some possession kind of thing? Yo, what's going to be the thing? And I think especially when you see her in the woods on the, you know, when she's left alone. Right? It, there, there, there is... The way that sequence is shot We we cut the angles pretty quickly We're looking at her from a certain angle It seemed kind of tight So you're just like Oh is someone going to grab her? Is she kidnapped? What's around the corner? Like what's going on? It, it, it made you feel real kind of oh, Just messy Real messy man Um, But no, it's none of these things None of these things And when the thing, what the film is When that kind of comes through You're just like, uh, oh, okay, okay This is all a little weird It's a little weird And you're thinking, where, where where's it gonna go? Right? Because there's a you know, we've seen many a film with um some things a little similar, which then are manifest into something crazy, and we're just like, oh, is this gonna do that? I- is it going here? Like, well where's this film taking us, man? Where is this film taking us? You know what I mean? So all of this kind of goes down and it's all it's all a little weird, it's definitely all a little weird, um, but, right, it, it's really well done, you know, because the, where they're living in, you know, this vicarage is kind of big, it's very big, so we never really see the entirety of the inside, Right, all the rooms, the, you know, we never get a clear look at the layout, which then means, you know, you might have a, a hallway shot, and so there's doors, and you're like, oh, where's that going, where's that, there's this suspense kind of mired in the house, right, Then, being an old building, there's all creaks and and different noises and all of this. So, that makes it super creepy. So, we have all of that. And the nature of the situation, the way it's done, because it's not like... (sighs) It, 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 it's not thrown at you in a this like oppressive you know dominant way right it's all very subtle it's all very subtle and it's all very um unassuming so you're just on edge you're always on edge because you're waiting for it all to go crazy. Right, you're waiting for the shoe to drop And, and it's just like, yeah, it's, it's weird It's super weird But every time something goes down Right, it doesn't go in the way that's expected But it does lead somewhere else so it, th- there's this thing building And then from all of this From everything we're seeing We do then realise Because, you know, I said Like the, the situation with her sister Right? With her mama da- Like all of it There is a bit more clarity Even though Right? Even though there's never really a time Where Things are completely laid out to you Right, there's not a bit where You might overhear a conversation and be like Well obviously the mum and the dad And the thing with the sis Like you don't hear anything But It's the way the story's been crafted This masterful Really deft touch That Helps you understand These nuances While not having really anything And that ambiguity Hmm, that is not a word (laughs) But that lack of complete clarity Let's just say that, right? That in itself Is the thing that, you know it is really amping up this tension. It really is, and on top of all of this, right, we have some great performances. We have some great performances. there's, I, I, you know, I mean, I'd be very curious to what is told, um, the you know the actors and the actresses in this piece because. What they convey to you Is a lot of emotion Right? There's a lot of emotion here But Without the backstory, Which means They really have to bring their A-game For you to really be absorbed by it all Right? And people this ain't a spoiler because you are absorbed by it. You know what I mean? They really pull it off. Like, you know, Kira Thompson and S- Sienna Sawyer do a magnificent job. That chemistry is just chilling. Hannah Ray, as the big sister, she really, man, she has to. Whew, she has to bring a lot here. Right? Because there's that big sister energy. But then also that big sister love. Right? And, and it's all there. All that nuance. You know, all that crazy. It's there for you. You know, we we, we get um Denise Goff and Stephen Cree as the parents. And again. Without too much known They give us these really powerful performances And the end <sighs> Boy Boy Man There is like just this crazy tug of war sequence Is fant- Is fantastic Really is fantastic And it speaks to The grief you know people be feeling Right? That inner struggle it's, And it, you know, when you hear about people That, you know I mean? Go a certain way You get it Right? You get it Because if there's these things pulling at you These voices, you know what I mean, and and it's just like, two or two, and you're just like, oh, that must be so tough, right, and especially when there isn't a, an infrastructure, right, because that's the big thing, it seems there isn't this infrastructure for Sarah, you know, and when I say there's not an infrastructure, it's not to say there's not people that love her, right? But it's feeling comfortable talking about a thing, right? Feeling like, oh, am I being judged or like, what, what's, what's going down, right? And, and yeah, even though, right, there might be someone that could would listen. Is it just one person? Because then you feel like, oh, I don't want to burden that person with all of this shit. Right, so, it, it, it's this, oh man, it's this crazy situation, and it is really so well played. You know, the music, the music works so well, because it isn't so much, people, this is scary, it, 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 it's more as a second player in the scene, right, a, another or all, Like giving a performance That's what the sound is And you can say the same for the lighting And the feel of it And just everything like that Because it, it's kind of weird Right, because Although this is set I'd say it's set now But there is a kind of timeless feel to this story Like, It it could be set any time You know what I mean I mean any time where there's cars Right (laughs) Because that's that's the there is one thing There are cars But Like it it could be the 70s You know the 80s Like there's nothing that would say It's you know 2000 Like 2021 or, or anything like that So it does create This situation where we do Get this kind of Timeless Feel to it all You know what I mean? It's like it's been I think referenced as a gothic fairy tale And I would say you do kind of see those elements there Right, it's definitely not a fairy tale that you You want to be telling people around a campfire Right? it is it, some creepy eerie just like messed up shit. But boom, everyone involved has done a magnificent, magnificent thing here. So um people, this is another shutter exclusive. So yeah, if you got shudder, you can go check it out. Right? Go check it out. It's on the platform um, It's on the platform from this week, right? Yeah, the 9th of September, today That's when it's um, hitting So, yo, definitely go check it out Right? And if you're wondering, oh, will I enjoy it? Say, so if you like the power, right? Which we talked about um, a few months back, right, that's another Shudder title If you like that, then I feel you are like this Now, they're completely different films But they both are very well crafted They both have this creepy kind of just, ugh, you feel to them You know, and, and they're dealing with this grief and loss and turmoil You know what I mean? So, yeah, if you like that, then I feel you would like Martyrs Lane. So, people, go get your shutter on and get you some Martyrs Lane. Something that I really enjoy about, you know, doing all of this is the opportunity to see... I think you get to see things that you, you've missed... Right, or you might not necessarily go and catch. Now, one film that, hey, it's an old film, and I've I'm, I'm missed it. And it's kind of interesting because I used to watch films like this with, like, my nan all the time. You know, but, uh, yeah, I got to see The Servant, right? Now, this is, boy, this is a classic. So, it's directed by Joseph Lousy. And um, it's written by Harold Pinter it, it was actually the first film of their four, four film collaborations Right, this is where it all started um, So yeah, Harold Pinter wrote it But it was an adaptation of a novella from 1948 um, From Robin Moyham Yeah Yeah so, uh, yeah, that's how that all came about. Lousy and Norman Priggan produced the film. Now, I think it's one thing that also should be noted. At the time, Lousy was very ill. So, the one of the film stars, Dirk Bogard, he actually helped a lot with the direction and, you know... Uh, The process of making this film. But the cinematography is from Douglas Slocum. Uh, It was edited by Reginald Mills. And the music is from John Darkworth. Okay, so uh, yeah. The film stars Dirk Bogard as Hugo Barrett we have James Fox as, um, Tony, I don't think Tony ever gets a surname, but, um, hmm, I mean, I guess he must have, but, I don't know, I don't know, people, I'm thinking he probably did, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know, I don't think he does, people, but, uh, yes, so, uh, He plays him, we've got Wendy Craig as Susan Stewart, Tony's um, love interest, and Sarah Mills as Vera, who uh, is also help in the house, and... Very interesting. An interesting character. Uh, 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 plays a very pivotal role in the story, right? Um, now we have a, a a lot of other people in the film. You know, Catherine Lacey plays Lady Agatha Monset. Um, Richard Vernon plays Lord Willie Monset. Um, yeah, and just um, other people up in the place. Like that, okay. So, uh, what is the film about? You wonder? Well, we can uh, let you know. Yeah, okay. So, basically, um, Tony, um, a British aristocrat, hires the mysterious Hugo Barrett as his household servant. The new employee soon begins to cause unrest in the household. And Tony is forced to send him away. But Barrett's influence extends further than Tony realises. And he finds himself entangled in an intense psychological war with his former valet. Servant and master square off in a battle that redefines each man's understanding of fear, desire, and class. Bah, bah, bah. So yeah, there you have it, people. There you have it. And, you know, this is an old film, right? It's an old black and white piece. There is... Something about a black and white film You know I don't know what it is Right, but there's this magic Right, I I think it's like Oh, we're we're really looking at history here You know, delving into the past Seeing how they used to do it And it is definitely different Like, you know, you get a lot of the credits At the very beginning of the film you know, films often have those real slow opens, right, where nothing actually happens, we're just looking at visuals, and and then it kind of slowly gets started, rather than, you know, oftentimes starting on a a pivotal moment, or, you know, something fast-paced, like we do now, so... The pacing of these things is very different, and this, you know, we open up with a panning shot, right, that takes us to Thomas Cooper's shop, and then a gentleman in front of that shop, and then we follow him walking, right, he's walking through streets and whatnot until he gets to a house, Right, and he walks into this house, and that house looks, whew, it looks run down, you know what I mean? it, it looks desolate, but upstairs is a gentleman in a chair, you don't know if he, you know, at one point you think, is he dead? Uh, well, a vagrant was that? No, he's the alcoholic <laughs> Tony, who uh, you yeah, owns the house, right? And Tony has been interviewing for valets. He 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 needs a servant. He needs a man in the house to do all the things and you know take care of it. Which you know his girlfriend questions. Right, um, I think, yeah, because, he, yeah, it's like, well, can't you do it yourself, or just get a maid, or, you know, there is questions that are asked. But, no, he, he gets this guy, and straight away, I think you notice something about Hugo, right, because he's acting very reserved in the interview, but there there seems a, a cockiness about him, and once he gets the job, you, you see the way he then talks to the workmen that have been brought in to do the house up, you know, there, there is that, like, oh, I might be below him, but you're below me. You know what I mean, it, it, it's very much that dynamic That, oh, you know what I mean and, and these things, it's not kind of like uh, People, this is what is going on in this scene You know, it's all very subtle But it works You understand what you are watching What you are seeing How this is all coming about all Right, now, throughout the film we have Tony talking about things he's looking to do and work and, oh, he's got the, this great deal in the works and he's going to go to, you know, the jungle and build houses, you know, because there's all these people that in, in Asia Minor who, who, who need accommodation and we're building houses for them and, oh, yes, it's, it's such a, a great thing. And he's talking about it but we never we never actually see him do anything, right? He, he does seem to be this person that wants to talk about these grand ideas, wants to talk about how much of a great person he is, but not actually necessarily do the work, right? So we have all of this going on. Now, Susan... She doesn't live at the house. Tony wants her to, but she doesn't. And um yeah, he's trying to get her to move in, but she's uh, she's got feelings about Barrett. She doesn't trust him. Doesn't trust him. There's this coldness. And that ooh, you know, we see that play oh, very interestingly. Very interesting. So the film, man, it, it, it's got all of this stuff happening. And it's all very, it's very intriguing. And I would say that they use these different methods, right? There's the distance. Distance is a, a big thing. Now, you know, this film is from 63, right? There's, there's nothing crazy with the visuals, you know, there's no such thing as CGI, we're using basic cameras, you know, there's not all the developments that we have now, but, yes, they, they utilize angles extremely well, extremely well, to really just sell a scene, and to, to bring that intensity to you. And that's one thing that, oh, some of those scenes are just like, yo, you know what I mean? Because you really, oh, you feel it, feel it. You could cut it with a knife, you know? And that was just all through this, these, the positioning and the, the composition of the scene, you know? Another great thing that they do, it's the music. The music in this film is it's great like I, I so you want to refer to it as oh the soundtrack, but no it wasn't that film's never had soundtracks per se back then, you know, but the music that was used, oh my days it was ah like, it worked so well, it worked so well now the interesting thing about it right so John Duckworth. Who handled the music He got his wife Right, Cleo Lane To sing this song called All Gone And there were different versions She sang a few different versions of the song Which really helped to emphasise What was happening You know, it it really It was like upbeat, low tempo, sad you know, and it just sells the scene so well, you know, and it just integrates with the film so well, right, you have, like, Tony put on a record player, and the music is playing, and it's really just like, oh, yes, you know, it it's it so well done, so well done, right, now, throughout the film, right, there's a point in the film where Hugo is, you know, Tony, he's like, oh, yes, I I need a maid as well, and Hugo's like, oh, my sister, she needs work, and you know there's something iffy about that whole situation, right, definitely iffy, and, well, yeah, this was this was something else, right? This whole situation was definitely something else. And it is crazy. Now the film is an indictment of the class system. Right. That 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 was the intention of the film. To to show, right, how people can look down on you, but they're still grimy as fuck. You know, like money doesn't make you great like all of these things but then on the flip side you know it it, it doesn't then show you like oh but poor people they, they've got good character because yeah, the film doesn't really show us that either <laughs> it doesn't show us that what we do see is people are shitty oh my days people are so shitty and the things that transpire oh they they are just very off key very off key there is a moment in well there's a a, point, a, a, a kind of a plot in the story and you just think there must have been of there's definitely other other ways right, why would you want to do this? Why would you want to do this i i I did kind of think ah it would have been interesting to get that understanding to have a point when they talk because it does seem like a question that would be asked right why would you let your Because the way it all plays out, right, it's clear that everyone knew. Well, when I say everyone, there's certain people knew what the dealio was, right? Now, I guess Tony being a drunkard, he he doesn't necessarily see clearly. But yeah, I I kind of thought, thought to myself, a, some sort of discussion You know even if it was just between Barrett and Vera That would have been good Just because It's intriguing Right it, 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 It's yeah Mortifying To think that Oh That was allowed And you'd be like What's the end game here what well, what do you want, right? So you have that. So that is all crazy, but yeah, you definitely look. We we know situations like this have gone down, right? So you're in it. You are in it. I will say the last third kind of jumps the shark. Kind of jumps the shark because he's interviewed a whole heap of people. Right, so you do kind of think you There are options for you Right, there are options for you When it comes to their help So why are we doing this, you know Like the, yeah, the, the, the last part of the film It gets real crazy it really does Now the one thing it does do It gives us this juxtaposition on class Right I, that's I, that's what they clearly they wanted a show, and it, I think it works in that context. Now, as a cohesive story, it is a little crazy, right? It is a little crazy, and you do feel it's a stretch, man. This is a little bit of a stretch, but. If you can dispel your belief on it, it is compelling, right? It is compelling to see how things can change when people become dependent on something. Yeah, you know I mean? That's the big thing here, right? It's dependency. And as I said, look, throughout the film, Tony has been talking about... Doing all of these things. But we never see him do it. We never see him follow through. So you know. That sort of character. Is kind of weak. Right. We see Tony as a weak character. Person. So it's not. You know. Without. You know. Belief that this could happen. And uh, we've heard about. Similar kind of things. But it's just. The way it all goes down. It is very crazy it is very crazy, but yeah the the film itself though right even just take away that last word right which crazy but you know it, 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 it doesn't I wouldn't say it doesn't it doesn't ruin the film right but yeah it's just oh It's really good. There is an elegance about the film. Right? Just the way it's seamless in that just all of its components. Like the acting, the music, the cinematography, the direction. Like it works very well. And it fits together. And I think, yeah, just the black and white. It just feels so... Oh... I don't know, there's this extravagance of what we're seeing. Just this luxury of this thing in front of us. It is very good. It's very good, people. And do you know what? Do you know what? Which is, oh, so good, right? Now, yeah, it came out in 63. So... You know, you could probably find copies of this. It'll be a little bit grainy, they're gonna be a little bit, you know, of the time. But hey, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter because, (laughs) haha, people, those uh, crazy cats at Studio Canal, they are bringing it back. Yes, yes, yes. So, you are going to be able to get a 4k ultra hd collector's edition right on blu-ray you could either get it on dvd if you don't have blu-ray or yeah if you're just a digital cat it's all good too because it's going to be available on digital all From the 20th of September So, hey, that's good Right, so if you're a big fan of, you know, Humphrey Bogart James Fox All of them peoples, right You can go see this film You can own this film You know, which is also awesome The other great thing It's gonna come back to cinemas Right, so before it comes out on the twentieth from the tenth of September, this will return to the cinemas so you will be able to see this a magnificent production on the big screen. How good is that yes, yes, yes people so if um you know if if yeah your, Your grandparents You know, probably even Your parents probably were Old enough to have seen it Right, so if they've told You about, you know, Dirk Bogart James Fox Wendy, Craig, Sarah Mills, like these greats Of the big screen You know, if they've, you know, waxed Lyrical about Harold Pinter and how he can really Tell a story And um How Joseph Lousey's productions Are Just resonated with you You know You will be finally Be able to understand what they Thought Right understand how they felt When they first saw these films On the big screen Right so yes on the 10th of September The Servant Will be coming to Cinemas So Boom, you can do that And if you're still feeling a little bit oh, Don't know about going out Yeah, as I said On the 20th of September It will be hitting you The triple threat 4K Ultra HD Collector's Edition On Blu-ray you Can get it on DVD Or own a digital copy So people Market in the calendar, the servant is coming to you real soon. Okay, people, so we have reached that point again on another episode. We're coming to an end, but before we do, let's take a look at some uh, film news, alright? It's been a few weeks. Well, no, it's been a, a month and a half, I think, people. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of news out there. <laughs> but um, yes, let's get to it. So, Um, There was some controversy about it Right, but John M. Chu Hey, he he seems to have definitely Piqued the interest of the people Upstairs because You know what I mean? He has been tapped To um, direct the Musical um, adaptation of Wicked, right? So you know, I mean, they're bringing um, because you know, Wicked is based on the musical is based on a book. Right, but they are making a film of the musical. It is always very confusing, right? That you're adapting the musical rather than you're adapting the book, right? But that's what's happening. He, you know, I mean, it's been talked about for years, but yeah, it looks like, um. Shu is coming on board and he's bringing his in the heights cinematographer Alice Brooks for the ride. So um yes if you've been um looking forward for that hey looks like it's finally got some steam under that broomstick. Okay so uh Fans of Jorgus Lantham. You know, he um he did Lobster and then um Oh my god He he did a film with that woman Um who was in the Father. Right? You know the one Um and I think uh, there were other women in the film. I can't the favourite the Favourite, yes Uh, Those were very good films And, um, yeah Lamphamimas has got a new film coming Called Poor Things Right, and uh, It has got a very good cast Right, we've got Christopher Abbott Emma Stone William Dafoe Mark Ruffalo um, And Rami Yusuf Right so they're all um, Jumping on And um, so basically it's this uh, It says the Frankenstein Inspired Victorian Era novel Will feature Emma Stone As Bella Baxter A beautiful young Volatile er er Erotomanic Brought back to life with the brain of her unborn fetus. Oh my god. Where it says things get weirder from there. That's weird. Right? So defend- they brought her back. They brought her back. That's one crazy thing, right? Especially the Victorian era. Oh, yes. But with the brain of an unborn fetus. Right, essentially that means she will have no capacity for anything Because the brain hasn't developed Right, so she won't be able to speak That would mean she wouldn't actually be able to walk either Or just do anything That's insane Uh, But you know I mean, I've got faith in Lampy Office So I'm prepared to see what the fuck he can do with that craziness Now, a film that definitely, boy, I cannot wait for Kitbag, right? This is the new Ridley Scott piece about Napoleon Bonaparte Right, and um, again, it's got a very good cast So Joaquin Phoenix, he will be playing the diminutive emperor and uh, who's gonna play? He's a love, right? He, he's famous love, Josephine. Well, it looks like it's killing even free guys, Jody Comia. So um, yeah. I'm uh, very curious To see how this one turns out And um Yeah I mean I guess it's not too uh, Shocking That Koma's in the film Because she worked with Scott Very recently On his um Newest film The Last Duel So yeah We have that people Um Now this is an interesting one Right, because You know, we know Sony has You know, the Spider-Man franchise Which then also Means they get access to Characters within The Spider-Man universe One of those Characters is Venom Right, we all know why Because the symbiote the black suit It was a huge storyline Right so they made the film in 2018 It did well I hated it But it, it was popular It was a popular film So um, yeah They've done a sequel Venom Let There Be Carnage And uh, obviously you can guess From that title The red suited Carnage appears in this He will be the big bad but this film, you know, meant to drop last year. Obviously, like everything else, it got pushed back. Then it was due for October the fifteenth, right? It, well, they they'd already moved. I think that was the third date, right? It'd been moved back and back and back, which was always a weird one that it wasn't always going to be in October, being Halloween and all of that chats. But word came a few weeks back that. Sony was going to move the film you know what I mean they were going to move the film um to next year which was a bit like jeez sony god damn it man just release the film you know what I mean just do what everyone else is doing do do uh, hi- a hybrid model get the film out there and um it would seem that because You know, Shang-Chi Killed it at the box office Right It has um, You know what I mean Given some people a little Confidence that people have happy to go back to the cinema So Sony Not only did They be like I right, were not moving The film to 2022 But they've also Moved it up So instead of on the 15th of October It will drop On the 1st of October So yeah Now Stupid thinking, you know what I mean? Because just because people went to see Shang-Chi Doesn't mean they're going to go see Venom Right? But, you know I, I, I think as we've seen The, the cinema industry and um, studio bosses Aren't the smartest But yeah, uh, that's what's going down with that one, man So, uh Bruce Willis Right he's been in a number of Sci-fi action films Of late That have all st- stunk Um So let's hope that uh, corrective measures Is better So um It is actually A, a new Sci-fi film Which is being produced By Tubi Right, it's one of these Smallest streaming services Which, to be honest That in itself Does Make me feel a little nervous Right Because They definitely haven't got the budget of a Netflix Or a Amazon You know what I mean, but, you know what I mean? They, they've, they've got Willis involved They've got Michael Rooker He's on board Also Dan Payne um, Brian Mejia Tom Kavanagh Kat Roosten, Kevin Zegers And Hayley Sales They're all involved Sean Patrick O'Reilly um, Wrote the film And will be directing it You know what I mean? Um, so it's Based on a graphic novel. From Grant. Cratchasties. Right. And unfolds in San. Tibuno. The world's most dangerous. Maximum security. Penitentiary. Right so um, yeah. The film follows monsters. Cyborgs and super villains. Um, who are incarcerated. In the. Prison obviously, also, though, is a wealthy genius Julius the Loeb Loeb who uh, is being played by Willis and corrupt warden Devlin played by Rooker who is after Loeb's riches. Boom. So yes, yeah. so, I don't know we, we will see how that one unfolds People We will see So um Yeah, now That, was, I mean that film it, It's got a decent cast Right, but I have to say, a film with a de- Decent cast Is definitely The new one From Taylor Hackford Right, it's called SNF Which actually stands for Senior Nursing Institute and Family Foundation So you understand why they call it SNF Because the other one doesn't really roll off the tongue But yo, the cast of this, right We got Helen Mirren, Morgan Freeman Al Pacino And Danny DeVito You know what I mean So uh, yeah That isn't bad Right Isn't bad at all So uh, yeah Um, Tom Gray wrote the film Right And uh, It follows two residents Who die under Suspicious circumstances In a high end luxury Retirement community Retired detective Joe Mulry Played by Freeman Is pulled back into the action By his former partner William Keyes DeVito And they uncover a hidden underground Of sex, drugs And murder in the wealthy Community controlled by Kingpin Harvey Stride Played by Pacino And his femme fatale enforcer The spider Played by Miriam So uh, Yeah I know man we'll see uh, We'll see What happens with this it's, it's being produced by Hackford, Adam Goldman And Matt Schina. So yes uh, There you go with that one Um so, there was a, a TV series called Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. It was on NBC, and it supposedly was a huge hit. People loved it, but NBC cancelled it, right? I think it ran for three seasons. There was, you know, all the campaigns, like we saw with Manifest, to try and bring it back, save it. Didn't work. Didn't work. But... Aha! Uh-huh. You knew there was gonna be a bot, right, people? It has been picked up by Roku, right? Which is another of these streaming platforms. So, yeah, it's got new life. Not as a series, though. No, 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 no. It will be coming back as a film Called Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas Uh So uh, yeah All your favourite cast will be returning Uh, Austin Windberg is uh, writing The film And executive producing it With Richard Shepard on board To direct So uh, no word On uh, how the film Will play out But I'm sure it's going to feature Zoe And I'm sure it's going to feature Christmas Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there you go, people. There you go. Now, we have seen a resurgence of Nicolas Cage of late. I actually watched a, um, a, a film the other night, couldn't sleep. I think it was, I believe it's called Kill Chain. And it wasn't. <sighs> It wasn't incredible, but it wasn't terrible, you know what I mean? But yeah, old Nicolas Cage, he's got a film called Pig Out at the moment, which I haven't been able to watch, but um, yeah, he is, yeah, he's been tapped for something else, this time it's a western called The Old Way, Cage will be playing Colton Briggs, a former gunslinger. Who now runs a general store And lives quietly with his family When a gang of outlaws Murders his wife in cold blood Not very nice Briggs returns home To find his world burning He unearths his sidearm And saddles up With an unlikely partner His 12 year old daughter Ooh Okay I mean I'm on board for that one right uh, So this is um, It's going to be directed by Brett Woo And it is written by Carl W Lucas So uh, yeah there you go people um, Also Now this sounds interesting right Now Gina Prince-Bijwood, you know she did she directed The Old Guard last year and it was I was I thought it's interesting she's not coming back for the second for the sequel. I think she's executive producing it. But instead she has a new f- film, right? It is called The Woman King. And uh it's interesting, right? I think we saw um I believe we saw some of this in Lovecraft Country. I believe County what, I mean, you know what I mean. I I believe we yeah, we saw the kind of um the idea of this in that in one of the episodes in that because right? It's about the kingdom of oh, yes. Dhummi. Okay, and which was one of the most powerful states in Africa In the 18th and 19th century right? So this is inspired by true events Which means they played around with it slightly But it is true right? And it follows Nan Iska right? Who is um, being played by Viola Davis Right, she's a powerful general of an all-female military unit, and Nawi, who is played by uh, Fusu Mudedu. Right, Um, her ambitious recruit who follows her in a campaign. To defeat their enemies and restore their honor, avenging the lives of those who were enslaved, and it also will be featuring um, Lashana Lynch, who will be playing a charming West, a veteran warrior. So yeah, Dana Stevens um, wrote the screenplay, and it's being produced by Viola Davis. Kathy Shulman and Julius Tenen. So yeah. Now, let's end with this because people, I mentioned it earlier, right? I mentioned it earlier, but we are getting another live action haunted mansion film. Right? I it, it's shocking. The Eddie Murphy one actually came out in two thousand and three. Right? So yes, this new version Will be starring um, Owen Wilson Lakeith Stanfield Tiffany Haddish And Rosario Dawson Yes Uh, Justin Simmon is directing It Um, From a script He co-wrote with Katie Dippold It's being produced by Dan Lin, Jonathan Ellerich, and Nick Reynolds. So all it says is, on the ride, theme park guests go inside a spooky and creepy manor that includes some classic characters like the spirit of psychic medium Madame Lieto, to the skeletal bride, to the cloaked, Hat box Ghost So I imagine the film will Incorporate all of those things But people That's it we are done We are done we are out We will be back next week With at least Shang-Chi I promise you that So enjoy the films and remember Go check out episode 159 Our catch up episode But we out people Peace